Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a weekly gaming podcast by gamers and for gamers. Retro games, news, reviews, and generally bad opinions brought to you by your hosts, Caden, Austin, and Kat. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. I am your host, Caden, and with me, with me this week is everyone's favorite maple syrup drinker, Kat. Kat, how are you doing? Mapley. Mapley, yeah. Sticky. <laughs> How many bottles of, of that stuff have you, been, have you downed? Ooh, countless, but that's why I'm so sweet. <laughs> uh, sure, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, well, how have you been doing? Uh, it's been a week. What about you? Uh, about the same. It's, it's, it's been decently busy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Yeah. Uh, so what have, what have you been playing this week? Uh, other than what we are reviewing, a uh, little bit of The Witcher, because I like to play that every now and then and kill things. Helps de-stress. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than that, though, nothing. Gotcha. Well, I mean, The Witcher's, the Witcher's super fun. It is. Uh, and this game is also a lot of fun. It is not. <laughs> uh, well, it, it was for me, at least. How nice for you. <laughs> uh, well, but before we get into the heat of things, uh, I do want to throw out a couple of pimps out there. Um, I know I mentioned that last week, um, Sados was not going to be, you know, wasn't going to be up that week. They ran into some complications. Uh, this week, they should be back on and they should be reviewing uh, Star Trek 2. Uh, so go give them a listen. Um, I love hearing them and I'm glad to see that they're back. I like listening um, to them while I fall asleep. <laughs> do you? See, I like listening to them whenever either I'm walking somewhere or when I'm on like a, a pretty decent drive. No, they put me to sleep. It's great. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. No, I actually just <laughs> listen to podcasts as I fall asleep. I like the background oh, noise. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's not one of those things where like, oh yeah, they're boring enough. They're, you know, snooze fest. Yeah, their voices are so dull <laughs> that I just fall asleep. No, they're not. They're, no, they're not. They're, they're fun to listen to. Yes. Um. And then I believe you and your co-host Logan were on Brainstorm. We were. And I had a few ideas for the title of the, I don't know what you call it, an episode or the video, whatever you call it. Uh, Canadia versus America, because Logan and I are Canadian. Mm-hmm. Girls versus boys, because, you know, obviously. And then young versus old, because they're all accurate things, you know? Right, right. But I feel like some people would have an issue with that last one. But it was it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, um, I sadly missed the live stream. Um, though it does look like the uh, the entirety of the stream is up on YouTube uh, at Creative Brand Candy's YouTube channel, which is just Creative Brand Candy. Uh, so feel free to go give that a give that a watch, give that a listen, however you want to, um, you know, enjoy enjoy it. Um, yeah, go check out how my webcam makes my hair look yellow. 
really, um, look really at the yellow. thumbnail. It's not, it's not that yellow. It looks really yellow. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, and then, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and then uh, over on Kotobophobia this week, they, uh, so Jimmy, Kareem, and Jimmy talk about lacking muscles, the muscles you've been neglecting. And a quote from their description, which I thought was funny, was, are you the kind of lifter to skip leg day because of the vernal equinox? Then this episode is for you. I have no clue what the vernal equinox is off the top of my head. Neither so. do I, but it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so go go give them a listen to. Um, and if that, while you're at it, just go ahead and go to creativebrandcated.com forward slash shows and just check out all of the different podcasts and whatnot we have on the network. Such a wide all, variety. Yes. We have what? Oh, what? Eight shows out there so far? Uh, we've got us. We've got Spoiler They Die. We've got mm-hmm. Smoking and Drinking in Space. Mm-hmm. We've got Simply Stogies. Mm-hmm. Tobophobia. Drunkenomics. Mm-hmm. Eyes Forward mm-hmm. March. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, it. It's creative Brainstorm, technically. It's not a podcast, but it's a kind of a live stream yes. podcast. So then, yeah, you were right. Eight. Uh, then I think there's also Cigars and Coffee, which James from uh, Simply Stogies also does. Yeah, okay. So then we're not counting YouTube because YouTube's its own thing. But there oh, is okay. also YouTube. Okay. Yes, there is also YouTube. YouTube. This episode has been sponsored. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> this episode brought to you by no sponsors because we do not currently have any. Reach out to us if you want to, though. Right. <laughs> uh, so you got some news for us? I do. So I thought I would try something different for news. Oh? Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. If- I don't know if I like different. Too bad. You're stuck with it. So I'm going to do rapid fire news. Okay. So you're not allowed to comment till after. Ah, okay. Okay. So I'm going to start this off by saying right now The Witcher is on sale on Steam. Uh, It's up to 85% off. I know that the actual game itself is 70% off. At least it is in Canada. So, So go download it if you haven't. It's the best game in the world. You know what? I almost say that it outranks. Um, what's my favorite game before that? Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. That's the one. Yeah, I think it's a contender for Game of the Year, even though it wasn't released this year. You could talk. It's not. It hasn't started yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's. I thought it started. I was like, oh, I, I, I want to, I want to laugh at the fact that you almost forgot your favorite game. <laughs> oh yeah, no, you, you can talk right now. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, it's a fantastic game. We reviewed it on here. It's one of my favorite RPGs. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's saying a good deal. Um, I mean, it should be fairly cheap. Now I can do some very quick research on the fly to check the price here in America. Uh, if you're not a maple syrup uh, aficionado. Yeah, if you are a maple syrup aficionado, it is $16 and change. So go get it. Yeah, so The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, the Game of the Year edition, is currently $14.99. And the regular edition, uh, which does not include all the DLC, is currently $11.99, which is a heck of a steal. You should definitely get it. Yeah. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> all uh, right. All right. <clears throat> We're going to start your rapid-fire news segment. Yeah. All right. So, Ghosts of Tsushima had some numbers released recently. They apparently sold 1.9 million digital copies in July and sold 2.4 million copies within three days. These numbers put Ghost of Tsushima at the 
sorry, as the best-selling console game of July, beating out Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which is in the second spot, uh, FIFA 20, which was in the third spot, and NBA 2K20, which was in the fourth spot. Who would have thought an RPG would beat out guns and sports? Next, Gollum got a toupee. So Eurogamer released an article today about how Gollum in the new Lord of the Rings game has more hair than in the movies to make him less creepy. But there's some controversy surrounding that idea, as some people claim that the extra hair makes him look more creepy. Uh, From the developer that brought you Car Trader Simulator and Train Station Renovation, I would like to introduce you to Chernobyl Liquidator Simulator. An article I found on GoopyGames.com goes on to describe the game as a unique and interesting horror game. Saying that unlike most horror games based on the Chernobyl nuclear disaster, this game focuses on the true horrors faced by the liquidators. The liquidators being a large group of military workers from the Soviet Union whose job was to control and contain the spread of the nuclear fallout. The release date of Steam uh, just says coming soon. Uh, Who knows when it'll actually get released and when we'll get a chance to experience all the fun. Still waiting for Pope Simulator. And lastly, an update on the Apple versus Epic. Microsoft has entered the legal dispute between Epic Games and Apple, siding with Epic and making us all feel like we're back in elementary school, having schoolyard squabbles over who wants to be whose friend. I feel like Apple is the queen bee of the schoolyard and everyone else is just getting sick of her sitting up on her high horse and think she's better than everyone else. Epic filed for a restraining order, making me think that Epic is the tattletale of the schoolyard and nobody really wants to be friends with them anyways. Making Microsoft the kid that is always sticking their nose into other people's business just because they like the attention. News over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I had oh, to cough. Was... I had to cough so bad while we were doing that. <laughs> I, I was trying. I was, I, was having to, I was having to try so hard not to laugh. Oh, especially with the gullum and the toupee. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I just imagined like one of those like really bad toupees just on Gollum and it's oh <laughs> yeah oh um it does surprise me that Ghost of Tsushima beat out Call of Duty um fantastic game uh and Call of Duty is just I mean it's it's Call of Duty this formula hasn't changed in the past decade so well they still um, rank number two right I mean it's still very popular yeah um uh, Gollum with toupee. Enough said. It's Gollum with a toupee. Exactly. <laughs> I think you hit on the nose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I titled that myself. Chernobyl, Chernobyl Liquidator Simulator I did not expect. Um, yeah. Again, it's from the developer who brought you Car Trader Simulator and Train Station Renovation. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm expecting then, yeah. big things. Yeah. Um, and then regarding the Apple and Epic Games suit. Yeah, I, this is just, this seems like a lot of unneeded drama. Um, and again, I think, I think you hit it right on the nose with, you know, Apple sitting on their high horse and Microsoft putting their nose in people's business. Um, I mean, Microsoft does have a decent concern uh, because of the way that Apple has 
worded some of their things. Uh, it's made it seemed, uh, it's made it seem that it's going to affect all studios that use uh, Unreal Engine, um, which could target people like Microsoft, who you know use that you know use that engine. It's it's critical to a lot of game studios, and finding a new engine, especially if you're super far into a project, can cost a lot of money and hurt progress and you know possibly even cause you to have to scrap a project and redo it yeah um, but i mean that information didn't make my joke funny so right right i well yeah i'm the i'm the boring boring boss who has to make everything unfunny and business related oh my god that describes you so well <laughs> i know who i am I know who I am. <laughs> I'm I'm the boss from Office Space that goes, yeah. I'm an, I'm gonna need you to come in on Saturday to finish those <laughs> TPS reports. Okay, that's a good movie. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie. If you haven't seen Office Space? Go check it out. It's funny as my boss has a red stapler just for that reason. Yes. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh man, that's good. All right. We ready to get in this review? Wait, I have to be part of this? I did the news. Yeah, you still got to be part of it. It's <sighs> I I don't think the listeners want to hear me drone on for another hour or so. Fine. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we need the comic relief, okay? And see, now that I'm done the news, I don't have to cough anymore. Maybe it was just <laughs> nervousness that made me have to cough. Uh, probably. Uh, anyways, so this week we're reviewing Total War Saga Troy, uh, the most recent installment in the Total War series. It's released here recently um, on August 13th, 2020. Uh, in fact, you people who are who are not boycotting Epic Games um, uh, actually probably got it for free if you were keeping track of it because Epic uh, released it for free for the first 24 hours. And I think it's exclusive to them until sometime in 2021 is I think when Steam's supposed to get it. Yeah, that's what I saw. Um, yeah, so Epic currently has an exclusive on that. Uh, I'll save the rant. You know my opinion on that. Screw Epic. Um, it was developed by Creative Assembly, uh, Federal Interactive, and Cre- Creative Assembly Sophia. Um, of that, Creative Assembly is the main, you know, uh, developing co- or developer company that uh, developed, developed the studio. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know they've developed the entire franchise basically. Um, it was published by both Feral Interactive and Sega, and it is on Microsoft Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. So Linux, Linux boys rejoice! Uh, please get a Windows PC. I promise they don't bite much. Um, and it is a turn-based strategy game uh, with RTS mechanics, and we'll get into that here in a second. You know uh, the general. What's up? I say I think. I, I used to hate first-person shooters the most. Uh-huh. But now, after all of the turn-based strategy games that you guys have made me play, <laughs> they rank number one on my hate list. <laughs> we finally converted her. She doesn't hate FPSs the most anymore. I was just going to say, yeah, not the most. I still dislike them. <laughs> uh, but you're also not a fan, not a fan of you know, tactic-based games are very tactical games. Correct. And, you know, these these sorts of games are heavy in their tactics. Yeah. Uh, Said it once and I'll say it again. I don't like thinking. I just want to kill things. 
Which is why I'm surprised you didn't like Doom, because that's the most no-think, just-kill game around. It's too fast-paced. I'm slow. Fair. Fair. <laughs> uh, so the general synopsis for this game, uh, it takes place, obviously, during the Trojan War. Uh, you could play as one of eight epic heroes um, of Greece uh, in a quest to conquer the land uh, and ultimately complete your goal of taking the ancient city of Troy, among other things. And we'll, again, get into that in a second. Um, just to knock these out of the way, because some of the last game, there's not you know very much to them. Uh, the graphics in general look really good and really detailed. Uh, even on like medium settings, uh, I mean, this game still does look pretty good. Um, I didn't change my settings at all. No, no, it kept giving me a warning, but I'm in the middle oh, of what something. Warning was it, what warning was it giving you? Something about thirty frames. Thirty frames. Yeah, that's odd. I just ignored it. Huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. So. Even on high on my you know, budget PC, I've got a Ryzen 3600 and a GTX 1060. Uh, people who are PC gamers will will know what that means. Um, and it it runs just fine on high. Uh, there's very little issues. I haven't gotten to any of the, like the big grand scale battles yet, um, but I don't imagine that those would be an issue. And even then, I could just turn the unit size down to accommodate it. Uh, and then I really like the menu music, and I really like. Uh, both kind of just the audio in the cutscenes and then the in-game audio. The audio um, was a good point to the game. Actually, probably one of the only. Um, the in-battle <laughs> music, it did draw you in. It wasn't. It didn't deter you from what was going on. Mm-hmm. I didn't really pay much attention to the menu battle, in all honesty. Yeah, so the Total War games typically have decent soundtracks. Uh, I, I know there was some bickering about the Total War games. You know, Warhammer, uh, Warhammer 2. Um, because the fact that there was like three soundtracks among them. Mm. Uh, and so like, you know, or basically anytime you play a different faction, like there were some factions that, you know, were supposed to have essentially different soundtracks and they all just kind of sound generally the same. Um, but again, I don't, think that's much of an issue and even that i don't really pay attention to the music that much because it's just it's just ambient noise to exactly <laughs> to fill in the blank space between all of the killing oh that is one thing i should mention uh if you're a child please don't get this game without your parents consent because this game is um decently decently bloody uh you know it, it contains groups of people murdering each other um, are we are we giving alerts for children now because I can think back to plenty of other games that we've played that we should have put that warning on. Well, maybe my conscience is kicking in. I don't For example, know. the one I've mentioned several times throughout this episode, The Witcher. <laughs> Pretty sure there's a lot of gore in that. I think we, I think we gave a warning. Uh, no, I don't think so. Pretty sure. No. I'm pretty sure. Nope. <laughs> oh. Um. So for those who've never touched a Total War game... Like me. Um, they do have tutorial battles. Uh, and I'll let Kat kind of go into it because she actually played it. Um, I'm kind of experienced with the Total War franchise. So I just kind of jumped into it, checked with a buddy of mine who'd been playing it um, on a couple aspects that I wasn't quite sure about. Um, and then just kind of moved on from there. So what was your experience with it like, Kat? So basically it starts you off with what they call a basic battle, which is exactly that. It's very basic. It tells you 
kind of how to move your characters, what they do, yada, yada. And then it gives you the option to do an advanced battle. And because I knew nothing about the game, I did the advanced battle. And I got really frustrated really fast. Because... So, what? Oh, go ahead. No, you, you first. Oh, I was, I was going to ask why you were getting frustrated. Oh, but yes. I didn't realize you were about to continue. Yeah. So I got frustrated because... So basically the, in the top right, it's kind of giving you a description of what you're supposed to do. And then when you've completed it, the little circle thing with the check mark goes up and you click it to move on to the next part. It's telling me I had to use an ability. Left click on the character, left click the ability, and then left click the target. I was doing that over and over and over. Because this game is so new, I can't YouTube a solution. Like I usually do with stuff like that didn't realize that you have unit cards at the bottom. That for selecting your target, you have to select the unit card at the bottom. It was literally stuck on it for a good 45 minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was a day, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. So, the, yeah, there's unit cards you can click on uh, sometimes if the unit's big enough and you can kind of have a general idea of what what unit it is um you can just click on the actual unit uh if you hover over it it'll uh kind of shine them in yellow to show that you're hovering over that and if you hover over the card too it'll uh shine the unit in yellow wait you saw you that, hey. yellow uh, it was yellow or it was it was something it was some color i maybe think of shogun too okay so it was probably orange uh, i'm thinking of shogun too then i was gonna say i think you're yellow. colorblind i promise i'm not i'm just dumb at least uh -huh. you can get stuck on that for an hour. <laughs> right. Well, and, and so that brings me to a good point of so you have a general kind of overworld campaign where you go from settlement to settlement. That's how you manage all your cities and you kind of your general force and your agents and whatnot. Um, and that's turn based. So you'll have your turn and then all of the other AIs will have their turn and it's back to you. Um, so that's the turn based part of this. The RTS or the real time strategy part of this is in the battles. Um, so if you've ever played a game like Company of Heroes um, or StarCraft, um, you know, you're, you're kind of familiar with this genre. It's where you're, you're, you're typically in those games taking a, you know, a handful of units or a handful of small pl platoons or a handful of like kind of just units and throwing them into a platoon and sending them out. Um, in this game, though, you will have kind of an epic hero or hero kind of standing as your general. And then you'll have a handful of, you know, platoons of, you know, 20, 30, 70 people uh, making up a giant regimen uh, up to, I want to say the cap is 20. Um, I'm not sure if you can raise that cap, but from what I played, it was 20. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, and then for me, like, depending on your play style, you may want more melee infantry versus ranged infantry. Uh, you may want... Um, a bunch of people who can, uh, if you're doing like kind of hit and run tactics, you may want a bunch of people who can hide in tall grass or forests and then ambush the enemy and just kind of, you know, rinse and repeat, kind of run out of the sight and then ambush them again, so on and so forth. Uh, or, you know, if you're playing a, a hero that, or if you're utilizing a hero that gives a bunch of buffs or maybe um, gives passive bonuses to like melee infantry, you may want to run primarily melee infantry and then just kind of, you know, three, maybe four ranged people just to, kind of provide some more support. Uh, it's really up to you. Uh, 
I mean, yeah. So there's min-maxing potential for you know best loadouts, but in all honesty, it's kind of subjective and boring. Uh, <laughs> it, it's called tactical. Thank I you. call it boring. <laughs> well, you're no fun. No, I am actually the opposite. I am oodles and oodles of fun, but this game is not fun. Uh, oodles, so why Kaden, is this game not? Oodles. Yeah. Well, why is this game not fun? Because I well, don't like these kind of games. That's why. Okay. Yeah, I know. You wanted me to. You wanted me to go so, more so depth. No, yeah, but <laughs> no, no objective reasoning. Just nope. Game not fun. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Zero to ten would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. So, like I said earlier, you. The game kind of revolves you around you taking settlements. Um, all the total wars have, you know, kind of been synonymous with, you know, what they say. It's you dominate the entire world and take it either by force or by, um, you know, an alliance of some sort. Um, and in this game, it kind of holds true to that. So there are two different types of kind of victories you can get. Uh, there's one which is called a total war victory. It's synonymous with the franchise. It's you have to capture, sack, or raise 100 settlements. So you start off with either you know one to three, depending on the faction you choose, and there are you know, 97 to 99 more, uh, which I think is the most that's ever been in a Total War game. That's um, too many. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, you have to make sure to control specific factions directly uh, or through vassals and military alliances, which means like, so like defensive alliances that you can get kind of especially early on don't count as be military or uh, military alliance or vassals. Um, and then you need to defeat your first antagonist. Uh, and what the what antagonist is in this game is the game will essentially select a faction uh, to become your antagonist based on a handful of factors such as betraying a leader, warring with a, another faction. Uh, super often, uh, or committing atrocities, etc. So, and once you defeat your first antagonist, you'll you know get a check mark out of three in this. Then you need to make sure to control the specific provinces, so you don't want to sack or raise them, or else you kind of shot yourself in the foot. And then do what you please with the others. Um, that's a very long, long victory, and I I have yet to actually obtain either of these victories. But I will say I think I'm gonna go with for the alternate option, which is what's known as a homeric victory um a homework victory has different objectives and i want to say it'll probably take you less time uh but i can't say how like you know the difficulty varies between the two uh, and i think it may also just depend on you know player per player basis you so know what i'm slowly realizing listening what? to you talk about this because i i didn't like the game i'm okay with these kinds of games as board games apparently yeah, um, yeah, I can see that. A Total War board game. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, but there's this uh, game that I play, I've played before with my dad and my siblings, and it's called, it's called Seven Wonders. I think I've heard of it. I don't think I've ever played it. It's actually really fun, but it is strategic, and I can play it. I just don't like it in video form. Maybe it's because I'm competitive <laughs> when I play board games with the family. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um... <laughs> Thank you for was was that was that your way of saying you've been talking too long? Yeah, just you know, giving the listeners a break. <laughs> no, oh, it just goodness. popped into my head and with my memory, I didn't want to forget. 
Oh yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, Stop so. yelling at me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if you want to do a homework victory, just sum it up so you guys can stop hearing me drawn on, you know, drawn on forever. Um, you need to complete all epic missions for your faction leader. Uh, so they're basically quests that you know each faction leader is given. Uh, they'll differ between you know faction leader to faction leader. Some quests will have you make a, a vital decision um, that can impact certain aspects of your game. Um, and then you also need to defeat specific factions from the opposing side. Um, the side being, you know, if you're playing one of the Trojans, uh, then you're you need to defeat specific factions in the Danaeans, uh, and vice versa. And then some faction leaders also have additional requirements. For instance, uh, the first one I, I tried out, uh, Agamemnon. Uh, he needs to have 60% or more influence in certain provinces in order for him to get a homework victory. Um, and then like Achilles was like the second guy I played with, and he has to hit, he has an additional requirement that he needs to hit the level cap of 27. I'm sorry, what was uh, his before. name? Achilles. What was his name? Achilles. Why do you say it weird? Well, how do you say it? Achilles? Or Achilles. Listen, <laughs> don't judge me and how I say stuff. Sorry. Don't you mean sorry? Yeah, I was making fun of you. <laughs> uh, it's okay. I, I can't be worse than that one. Uh, oh, was it Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Yeah, no, it was Wheel of Fortune. There was some college student who uh, actually you know, managed to guess the word or guess the phrase. And it said, uh, mythical hero Achilles. But he said, mythical hero Achilles. And they couldn't accept <laughs> it because that was just a, a very poor pronunciation of the word. Yeah, see, I probably would have, uh, I probably would have quit <laughs> if you pronounced it like that. Oh, Achilles. Um, yeah, Achilles. Achilles. Oh yeah, and I think he had like a slight southern accent too. So we went mythical hero Achilles or something like that. Achilles. <laughs> it was bad. Like people that say tortilla. Tortilla. I say that as a joke. I say I tortilla. I'll say that as a joke. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, now that we've been sidetracked, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do this entire episode because this game sucks. Dude, that's uh, this game is good, you just suck. <clears throat> no comment, <laughs> actually, uh, no comment. I don't suck. So, if you've played other Total War games, for instance, Shogun 2 is the one I'm most familiar with, uh, you'll know that typically. Gold is going to be your primary, you know, resource. Money is going to be your primary resource. You're, you buy units with it. You upkeep units with it. You um, will construct buildings with it. You'll everything revolves around, revolves around money. In this game, though, it's kind of different. They've kind of expanded the economy a little bit. So you have five different resources that you generally have to manage. So there's food, which you use for recruitment of uh, basic units, uh, construction of basic military buildings. And for prayers slash headacombs, which are basically sacrifices. Wait, There's, what? Did I or, miss this? Or sorry, hecatomb. Hecatombs, my bad. Yeah, so there's an entire religion segment where you can sacrifice things to the gods to appease them and get more favor with them. What? Yeah. Good thing you put that, uh, that alert on for children. <laughs> right? <laughs> I told you. Don't need another Greece. satanic panic on our hands. 
<laughs> uh, but yeah, then there's wood, which is for construction buildings and chariot equipments. Uh, stone is used for building advanced buildings. Bronze is for advanced units. And then gold is for prayers, rededicating your temples to another god, and then recruiting certain units. Um, and I, I kind of want to use this into a segue into the trading system, partially because of what I have after this in the show notes. Um, so the way you, tr- the, 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 you know, the way you can balance this out is through trading with other, with other factions. Um, this is part of the diplomacy feature, which is kind of dumb. Um, so when you go for trade deals, you can offer a handful of resources that you have um, available, either in a single barter, so a single instance where you, you trade things to someone else, or in a continuous barter where you will give a certain amount of X gold over five to ten turns, with five being the minimum, ten being the maximum. Um, you could gauge the influence of this barter by the numerical value at the bottom center of the screen. Um, this will be either a negative number um, or a zero in red, uh, which will mean that this is a bad trade deal. The person you're trading with is not a fan of this, so you need to adjust it to make them in favor of it. Uh, when they are in favor of it, you'll know because the color will change to green, and it'll either be a positive number or preferably a zero, uh, which means that the person accepts it. Um, so this can easily be abused. I don't know if this is a bug or if this is just intentional. Uh, it has it hasn't been patched yet as of when I messed around with it, and I think the you know, last time I messed around with it was yesterday as of this recording. Um, so there's a there's an exploit with this where you can essentially get infinite resources or pretty close to it. Um, Kat, you you want me to go ahead and list it off? List this little recipe I have here, please. I would love to hear it. <laughs> this, okay. is, uh, this is what I live for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you'll have to tell me if uh, you know, exploits with Caden is better than Caden rants. Hmm. I guess it depends <laughs> what you're exploiting. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> so, to do this exploit, uh, step one, you need to get yourself to at least friendly with any faction. Um, usually this could be done by turn one or two, depending on, you know, what faction you're starting with. Um, and you, what, what you want to do is you want to select the faction that has the highest friendship towards you, uh, which you can go to diplomacy, click on them, hover over the little meteor, we'll say neutral to friendly to very friendly, you know, so on and so forth. Well, maybe um, I can do a summary after each point in my own words. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's um, all right with you. Sure. Go for it. All right. So, so step one, make you, friends. Yeah, make friends. Uh, and you, you'll want to do this by making a defensive uh, and a defensive alliance with them and give them military access, uh, which should give you a fair amount of bartering points. Now, before you submit this, uh, you're going to want to go ahead and make them a 10-turn bartering agreement uh, and try to get as much of, from them as possible. Keep in mind, a green zero is a good zero. So make friends, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, and make all your friends and enemies sign contracts. Yes. Uh, step two, offer a military alliance with the faction. Uh, at this point, they should be very friendly towards you from the uh, alliances that you've given them. Um, and the goal is to essentially, uh, again, get their friendship rating as high as possible. Um, 
this is going to help later on when we eventually have to start breaking agreements with them. But by that point, the, the rating should be high enough that they won't care. Step two, make your friends see your value and make them go like your Facebook posts. <laughs> uh, step three, once the faction gets to trusted friends, which again, it'll you know, kind of tell you when, it, when that happens, we can start actually abusing the AI with a minor exploit uh, to rack up some resources. We could do this by offering a single barter of one resource for an outgoing barter uh, keep in mind, that's a barter that goes over the course of several turns of however much they'll give. Uh, this could be a mixture of several resources, a, a lot of a single resource. It depends on uh, what you want. However, spoiler alert, it'll be a lot more than the single resource that we're trying to give them, which I usually do food because that's the most plentiful. Um, this could work with those that are friendly as well. Uh, however, it won't work. Uh, you won't get as many points from them as you would from a trusted friend. Um, also, just a, a quick note with this part is that keep in mind that if they're not producing the resource that you're wanting, then you may want to offer them an ongoing barter of a single resource of your choice for a single barter of however much you want from that person. I'm sorry. I skipped ahead and I read what step four was titled. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I have commentary still. (laughs) (laughs) Step three, half chat read ahead and have to go into a giggling fit. It's funny. Okay, so step four. Once you get a best friend, you can start abusing your power. Um, Well, step three. Once you get a best friend, you can start abusing your power. I thought I said three. My bad. Step three. Yeah, once you get a best friend, you can start abusing your power and exploiting them. And if they don't have what you want, you basically tell them to get what you want or you're going to look elsewhere. Pretty much. Now, step four. This is where the big boy exploit comes into play. <laughs> did, you, so, did you discover again. this on your own, big boy? <laughs> hey, big boy, want to play? <laughs> no, it's hey, big boy, you want to play a game? Oh, hey, big boy, want to play a game? Actually, I don't know shout if that's right or not. Shout out to Crowley. No. <laughs> So, step four. You're going to want to pick the faction that you've been abusing thus far. Um, Again, this will help ensure that you'll stay friends. Uh, You can do this with ones that are lower. Um, I think you can do this with people who are very friendly. But again, when you break trade deals, they're going to become unfriendly. And uh, trusted friends are kind of the best route to go. That's why they're the best ones. You're going to take the handful of resources that you have, which should be plentiful, because uh, this will be probably around turn five or six or so. You know, whenever you want to do this. Um, put everything that you own into an ongoing barter. Uh, it could be the minimum of five turns. Uh, I don't, I have not seen anything that matters where, you know, the number of turns uh, changes the outcome. So, once you have that ongoing barter out, you should see that, uh, or they should really like that. You should get like uh, a good amount of points from that. They're going to really like you for that. Now, go ahead and offer them a single food or just a single resource or whatever. Again, I typically would go to food. You should see that there's an absurd value for this uh, for in the little opinion points, like I said, in the bottom uh, middle of the screen. For instance, I got 76 a bunch. Um, 
this shouldn't happen. This is a big issue. And now you can just use that to clean people out of the resources. Um, with that amount of points, you can just about wipe them out. And then even if you can't, usually you can offer them a bit more to then finish clearing them out. And this not, will not only work for the current faction you have border with, but also every other subsequent faction, uh, so long as they're willing to trade with you. Um, I believe this exploit probably happens because the fact that when you, you know, when when you put in uh, you know a handful of resources for an ongoing barter, that barter doesn't start until next turn, so you still have those resources in your inventory. But the game assumes that any ongoing trade deals are going to be you know whatever you have minus you know however whatever ongoing trade deals you have, and. Because we've basically made it to where we're, you know, we're basically bankrupting ourselves and then some more. Uh, the game is trying to, uh, you know, evaluate our wager based off the fact that we're offering negative resources. I know I'm kind of explaining this weird. Basically, we're giving negative resources, and it's breaking the AI's diplomacy or the breaking the trading trading system, and subsequently the AI's ability to evaluate wagers. Um, so you could use this to clear people out and set five, you can then enjoy being the one percent. Hey, and get to do my Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm what sorry. With you. <laughs> Jeez. There's so many so, points and I'm I can't write stuff down faster. <laughs> so step four dash one. Pick the bestest friend. And make sure that you stay best as friends by manipulating them. Um, offer them things that you don't really want anyways. Uh, how am I simplifying that one? Oh, you said something about bankruptcy. I call it fraud and tax evasion. Mm, pretty much. It is kind of fraudulent. And then step five. Enjoy being 1%. Uh, watch the world burn. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Sorry, I know that was really long-winded. Um, there's a really good uh, kind of guide to how to do this um, by the, uh, I want to say it's like the, the Spit and Brit or something on YouTube. Uh, just look up Total War Infinite Gold Exploits and here I can. But that's not in the spirit of the quick. game, Caden. Oh, it's not. This is definitely breaking the game. Uh, do this at your own risk. Uh, typically, exploits and cheats tend to make people, you know, bored of the game because, you know, that eliminates some of the challenge. Yeah, um, like when I broke uh, Stardew Valley with, with mods. Yeah. I didn't break it. I yeah. just made it not fun anymore. Yeah, so do this at your own risk. Um, again, if you're listening to this at a later point or if they patch it before we get this episode posted, um, and so not I, our fault. You should have listened to it sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Probably doesn't work anymore. <laughs> uh, but when you hear this, definitely do try it. See if it's still patched. Um, you know, I everyone's going to be mad at you that knows this cheat because you basically ratted it out. Right. Uh, no, that was the handful of YouTube videos and Reddit posts on this particular subject. No, no I think it was you. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Also, correction, it's the spiffing Brit. Uh, if you want to check out his video on it. Is he British? Uh, I think so. He's spiffy? 
I guess. That would make sense why he's named that way. <laughs> oh, man. I'm having a day, um, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I guess to touch on religion, since you never really encountered it, um, you basically have a handful of gods, you know, all the Greek gods that you can essentially get favor from. Um, and the, the way you do that is by leveling up their cults. Uh, so there's four tiers to, oh, to whoa, their cults. Whoa. Sacrifice and cults? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was Greek. Or it was Greece. Hercules. It's, Hercules. It's Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's four tiers throughout. So there's neglected, which is 0 to 49. Yeah, so it's a very small threshold to, to get through. Then there's respected, which has a range of 50 to 299. Uh, there's celebrated, which is from 300 to 599. And then there's worshipped, which is the final and like maximum tier, which is 600 plus. Um, once you reach the maximum tier of worshipped, uh, you'll uh, you'll unlock mythical creatures that you can then recruit into your armies. Like a hippogriff. Uh, I don't think hippogriff specifically, but like there's minotaurs, which are these like hulking dudes in. Uh, He's wrapped in all these hides and he has like this basically rotting ox head or like ox skull on his head. Which I, I really like how the how Creative Assembly handled, you know, mythical creatures because they were asked about that. Like, hey, will these appear in the game? And the approach they took to it was they're in the game, but they're what they figure would have been kind of the historical equivalent. Because, you know, most of the, uh, you know, centaurs and... Uh, Cyclopses and Minotaurs almost positively didn't exist in real life. Wait, what? Uh, mythology stated. What? Yeah. Next, you're gonna tell me Santa Claus isn't real. Oh no, he's definitely real, one hundred percent. All right, I'm about to reach through yeah. the computer and smack you. <laughs> Blasphemy. Uh, yeah. So you know, like the Cyclops uh, are are like dudes with eye patches. I want to say, if I remember. Remember correctly? So pirates. Um, kind of, yeah. Yar. <laughs> Wait, why was that funny? Uh, just listening to you try to do a deep voice, deep voice and go into the fray. I can do a deep voice. Yar. No, I just sound like the grudge. <laughs> oh. But yeah, uh, and then, you know, all the gods and goddesses will give you, you know, different buffs based on the level of their cult. Um, and those buffs could be really nice, especially if you're going for a super min-max build. And then what happened? And then they all died. Yay, the end. <laughs> oh, um, and then similar to the kind of main character that you choose uh, early on in the game, there's, or at the beginning of the game, I should say, there's also different hero classes. So there's kind of general hero, heroes that you can recruit. Uh, so there's warlords that are these, you know, kind of versatile heroes that have a good amount of just can't, kind of campaign and faction-wide buffs. Um, so, you know, they're kind of almost like your chieftains or your leaders. Uh, there's fighters that are, you know, melee focused and have several perks that offer armor-piercing uh, damage and rage generation. Uh, there's defenders that, you know, their purpose is to aggro 
opponents to them and have a few support abilities to buff their armor, uh, stamina, or HP. There's uh, archers that are capable of sniping targets from afar or rain down a barrage of arrows. Uh, they can also turn into hybrid uh, melee fighters when they're needed. Wait, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like similar to the javelin throwers, how the javelin uh, throwers can be both ranged and melee because, you know, javelins are both a throwing weapon and a melee weapon. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, although there is one thing uh, to note that each faction has a specific hero class that can't be recruited. So once you click on a character, you'll see kind of the general stats of what they're good at, what their traits are, what their homework victory condition is. Uh, and then that'll also be mentioned in the heroes that they can't recruit. Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> oh, and sadly, there's no multiplayer, which I think kind of sucks because most of the Total War games have had multiplayer. Oh, but when I, when I was Googling stuff, it said that it had multiplayer. I didn't find an option for it. Neither did I. Google lied. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. The internet's all... Yeah, the internet never lies. I know. But apparently Google did. Right. Because I'm not wrong. Uh, well, what were your final thoughts on it? I'm pretty sure I know what they are, but <laughs> it's dumb, 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 dumb. I don't like these games. I'm so tired of playing them and forcing myself to play them. I'm not good at them. They stress me out when I can't figure something out right away. And no, I'm not like that with all games, just ones that I don't like. For example, when it took me an hour to figure out how to actually select something to use my ability. To be fair, you're having a bad day. I was having a really bad day. I mean, I've been having a really bad last, like, five years, so. Oof. Where, let's see, last, really bad last 26 years. Things have just not gone my way. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> really depressing. So. <laughs> So, on a on a less depressing note, uh, kind of what would, what rating would you give it? I'm trying to be unbiased. Uh, the rating that I want to give it is 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 like a negative one, negative one, but to be fair to the game because I'm sure there are people that like it, like you, who I have a little bit less respect for now. Um, Ouch. just joking, but. Probably like a solid six and a half out of ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah. That's generous of me. I'm so kind. Yeah. Must be okay. all the maple syrup. Uh, yeah. Well, let's make sure we can still fit your head through the door. No, it's too far gone. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you think? So, I'm a huge fan of the Total War franchise. Um, you know, I'm not the best at, you know, grand strategy games like this, but, you know, they're, they're fun to kind of uh, especially when I just kind of want to sit down and kind of think on a game. I mean, they're one of my go-tos. Um, and I'm, I'm a fan of this one. Um, again, most of my experience has been in Shogun 2. Played a little bit of the Warhammer games, but not enough to really say that I've actually played them to their entirety. Um, and Shogun 2 is a lot more simple than this game. Uh, though I think that if I had a weekend to just bum around and be alone, this would definitely be a game that I could just get invested in and put plenty of hours into. 
Um, I could also kind of see the, re- the replayability of this being in about the three game range or so. I don't imagine that you know you could do all eight different factions, you know, eight character choices without getting burnt out. Uh, but I do think three would kind of give you enough to kind of play around with the ones you're really interested in and then just kind of leave the other ones for you know three years later when you finally decide you want to pick it up again. So, or you don't because a better game has come along. Uh, so I think I'd give it probably an eight out of ten. One for each faction. Aww, that's so cute. <laughs> Yay, uh, I can delete this off my computer. Woohoo! Yay! Yay! Celebrate. <laughs> um, so yeah, next week uh, we will be reviewing something that looks fun. Actually, called Kill It With Fire. Because arson is fun. I looked at the trailer for the game and I'm super excited. I know, me too. But I've also, <laughs> I was also really excited for uh, Old Gods Rising. Shh, we don't we don't talk about that game. I do. That game doesn't exist. I have a personal vendetta now. <laughs> now that you've been rejected. Hey, 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 hey. I've been rejected. Someone has to respond to you to reject you. No. I think no response is a type of rejection. Not in Canada. <laughs> or, yeah, Canadians are weird. Yeah. Yeah. We are. But if you'd like to come hang out with me, because I'm weird. Or Caden, because he's weird. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you can join <laughs> the Creative Brain Candy Discord server. Just go to our website at badgamersanonymous.com and click the link in the top right corner. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I have now filled my contractual obligation, and I'm done talking, so bye! You don't want to say bye? Oh. Um, <laughs> adios! thank you for listening to bad gamers anonymous follow bad gamers anonymous on facebook at facebook.com forward slash bad gamers anonymous podcast on instagram at bad gamers anonymous and on twitter at at bad gamers anon You can contact Bad Gamers Anonymous by emailing badgamerspodcast at gmail.com. Bad Gamers Anonymous is hosted by Kat and Austin, edited by Arturo Garcia, and produced by Jason Mixon and James Geem.